Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shop's Insider Podcast, episode 357. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brussell here back with another episode. So glad that you're with us. If this is your first time or you're a wily veteran, it doesn't matter. Just glad that you're here with us today. The special guest that joins us today has 10 career professional victories worldwide, four of them on the PGA Tour. He's currently ranked 25th in FedEx Cup points. And he's 29th in the official world golf rankings. He is really, really playing some good golf. When you think of the University of Georgia and the Bulldogs, you think of him. Who else but Kevin Kistner? Kevin, thanks so much, man. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you having me. The question that our listeners love to hear, Kevin, is we all fell in love with this game somehow. Somebody put a club in your hand back when. Look back and tell us a little bit about that. Who was that and how did you fall in love with this great game? Well, I was fortunate that my, my father played a lot of golf when I was a kid, and most of our fathers did. And, and we grew up on a golf course that uh, was highly accessible for kids and had a great junior program with the late Jackie Sewell, whose son is uh, the golf coach at Alabama now, uh, Jay Sewell. So uh, he was very welcoming to all junior golfers and, and taught us not only how to be great golfers, but how to be how to be great kids and good men and uh, we owe a lot to him and his junior program. When you started playing, were you one of those kids that fell in love with it and didn't do anything else, or did you just jump into everything, football, baseball, basketball, all the other stuff too? Well, I played it all until about ninth grade when I realized I wasn't growing at the pace that everybody else was and playing every other sport. So uh, I kind of fell back into golf, and uh, I just love competing. I love all the competition in every sport. I love trying to win. I love the one-on-one competition and was never afraid to go try to gamble against somebody that was bigger than better than me. Well, you got recruited by Georgia. Talk about that. What that was like? Well, I when I went on my recruiting visit to Athens, it was kind of uh, later in my in my high school career, and I actually didn't even know where Athens was. I'd never been, never had any affiliation or connection with it. And uh, I remember before you had iPhones and easy directions, I had to call the coach and ask for directions. And he was like, man, it's only two hours from your house. And I was like, dang, I, bet, I had no idea where it was. Um, and, and as soon as I got on campus, I, I fell in love with it. Uh, they had an awesome practice facility. I really enjoyed Coach Hack. I really enjoyed Jim Douglas, who both are still there, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, and just had a great time. I, I knew right when I left, that was the place for me. Yeah, I was looking for some numbers, and I couldn't really find them, but the number of top 125 players that are from the University of Georgia is mind-boggling. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, I think think it's around 10 or 11 right now. Um, You know, I I, uh, people ask me that all the time, and I I go back to us having to qualify. We never had a coach's pick. We never uh, just got in because of who you were into the next tournament. It was was always – Play the tournament, come back, call after the next tournament. Top five go every week. And I think that just builds you up mentally to prepare you for the grind of what the PGA Tour is and, and how to get there and how to be successful. In every aspect of golf, you're qualifying. You're either qualifying to get on the tour, you're qualifying to make the cut, you're qualifying to get in the majors, you're qualifying to play on the Ryder Cup team or President's Cup team. So um, I think that that's a great attribute to what how Coach Hack runs his program and the uh, love of the university carries on to the tour. You guys have a lot of fun out there with some of the guys from other schools. Didn't you and uh, JT have a bet national championship game a few years ago or something like that? Yeah, we, 
we've had a few going on. I had to wear a jersey when Alabama beat us uh, a few years ago to play a hole on tour. And this year, he he decided he didn't want to he didn't want to bet on this one. I think he had a bad feeling about it. So maybe maybe after the dogs won, I just quit betting with them, and maybe we'll keep kicking their butt. Uh, well, you've won four times on tour, Dean and DeLuca, the Wyndham. The match play was huge. I, th- I think the first one is always pretty special. RSM, kind of near and dear to your heart in that part of the country. Share with us a little bit about that. That was a cool week. Yeah, it's such a special place for, you know, that's where we have the Southeastern Conference Championship every year at Sea Island. And I, I moved to Sea Island right out of college. And they were uh, nice enough to give me access to facilities down there and and we still go down there as a family all the time. It's a, it's a great place, and, and you could not think of a, a better place to have your first victory. Uh, I love the golf course. I love playing in the tougher conditions down there. And the coolest part was having my two-year-old daughter back then being able to run out to you when you won. That's something you saw on TV as a kid, and, and for that to have happened uh, there was, was really special. Oh, it's so special. Kevin, you're having a heck of a year. Um, what did you work on in the off season, and 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 what what are you focusing on kind of now to do that? Because you're, you're you're playing some great golf. Well, I don't think I really honed in on one thing I needed to work on during the off season, but I I did you know I think I spaced it out perfectly on time between time off and and staying fresh. So I played I played the Shark Shootout in December, which is a a good tournament for you to go down to Florida in December when the weather's not great at home and the to work on your game under the competition that's not overly serious. So you can work on new things and try new equipment and, and get ready for the season. I like to use that tournament to uh, to prepare for the rest of the season. And then being in, in Maui after you win is always a, a plus. You get to go over there with, without a lot of pressure on you to play great and, and ease into the year. And I, I ended up playing well there and in Honolulu. So that, that kind of sets your year up and, um, once you get off to a good start, you, you want to keep keep playing well. and uh, Good play breeds good play, and then it's kind of steamrolled right on down through the, through the spring. So um, haven't had great results the last couple of weeks, but the golf is not far off. You just got to keep grinding, and you know you're going you're gonna to get hot before before long if you're playing well. Yeah, just watch it. You could, we can tell you're just right there, right on the, right on the cusp. Talk about, just briefly, if you would, the third round of the Masters, probably one of the hardest rounds in the history of that tournament. Wind's blowing, it's cold, it's it's just crazy, all the hills, and who you're paired with. Yes, uh, it was not one of my favorite days to go tee it up at Augusta National. It's, it's not exactly a short golf course, and, and when it's uh, 52 degrees and blowing 20 out of the north, um, it, it just makes it even harder. But uh, to play with Tiger in the Masters, obviously, was really cool. Um, the greatest to ever play around there and uh with him coming back after being out and and all that all, all the excitement around the fans was was really fun um it's the first turn first time in all of my my uh professional golf career that my parents were in attendance and quit watching that'll tell you how many people were watching our group so uh they told me after nine holes they never saw me hit a single shot and they were out <laughs> kind of like sam burns said when he was paired with him at the valspar he looked around and said I can't believe all these people come out to watch me play golf today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, kids, you're brought to us by our good friends and your friends at Callaway Golf. you got a great relationship with them, fantastic company. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. They've just been a great partner of mine for a long time. I think we're on our eighth year together, and um, it's just, you know, it feels like home whenever you're hanging out with them, and, and they know 
what I like, and it, it just makes my life so much easier when I show up to PGA Tour events and they're prepared and know what I want to, to have ready and easy to work with the staff and, uh, you know, always reliable equipment. Every year they can come out with, with stuff that's reliable and, and what you know you can you can play well to win on the PGA Tour with. We always stress the importance of to our listeners of, of getting fit and we tell them the greatest players in the world do it. It's not that it's not that time consuming to do. Talk about that with with customers. How important it is. Just something could be a little bit off, and then it, this game's hard enough as it is. It's it's you don't want to play it with equipment that's not fit for you. Yeah, see, I'm I'm always wanting to blame myself uh, first, and, and uh, I think a lot of guys on tour blame equipment first. So I'm all talk myself into into trying something different with the equipment. I probably probably should try new stuff more often, but. Um, you know, it's, it just helps tremendously when you can you have so much technology at your hands to, to fit golf clubs nowadays that you can literally in three or four golf swings know exactly if that golf club's doing what you want it to do. And if not, you know, it doesn't take an hour to go to try something different anymore like it used to when we were gluing heads in. You can literally make an adjustment with a wrench on the range and see a difference in the flight. And it just uh, It's just amazing to me that, we can change so much stuff so quickly and you can get dialed in so quickly. If you would, just very quickly, if you can think of it at the top of your head, walk us through your bag. I, I assume it starts with the with the new Rogue ST driver. Playing the Triple Diamond LS right now. And I have not got into the Rogue 3 wood yet. Not because I uh, don't want to. I just haven't had time to, to work with it. 3 woods are kind of like a, a unicorn to me in the golf bag. When you find one, you just keep it forever. And uh, I, I've had a uh, Epic Max, I think is what it's called, that that I found at the British Open a few years ago that I, I really love. Um, I'm playing that that UW Hybrid Type Five Wood as my utility club, and then uh, I still play the Apex Pros from about five or six years ago in the irons. And I think they told me I ha- they have one set left for me, so. <laughs> Might be time to start searching around for those. Um, and then I, uh, I always use the number seven Odyssey putter, which has been really good to me and, and made a lot of a lot of great putts for a lot of money and a lot of wins and a lot of good memories with that putter. It, it doesn't get taken out of the bag ever. Been there a long time with you, and you're right about three woods. They kind of remind me of uh, Gary Player when he said about his relationship with his putter. He said, "If it was between my putter and my wife, I'd told my wife I'd miss her." <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, uh, hey! Before we let you go, the Kistner Foundation, you and Brittany have put that together. Talk about what you do for the youth uh, and youth athletics and, and youth all the way around in that foundation. It's so important. Yeah, we. Uh... We started a foundation in 2016, and I've uh, been fortunate enough to use my platform to, to raise a bunch of money to give back to the youth and the CSRA. And We have um, different platforms that we give back to the youth in and, and, uh, education and health and, and participation in sports. So we uh, just gave a check to the, to the Children's Hospital in Augusta to start a behavioral mental health wellness center and um, have a couple programs in-house that we run and, and give grants to various organizations in the CSRA for access to sports. So we've been blessed and uh, happy to give back to kids and, and try to teach them how to become responsible adults. And to find out more, I think that's kistnerfoundation.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Before I let you go, Kevin, with just kind of a Cliff Notes version, rest of the year, what's it going to look like for you? Where, you, where can we watch you? 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm signed up to play the next three: Byron Nelson, PGA Championship, and Colonial. So uh, getting prepared for that that stretch here in Texas and Oklahoma in the next three weeks, and then uh, kind of off and on from there out for the rest of the year. Can't thank you enough again. Great catching up with you. We'll be following you and cheering you on the rest of the way, Kevin. Thanks so much, man. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Man. Well, how about that? The Georgia Bulldog, Kevin Kistner. Uh, one of many Georgia Bulldogs out on the PGA Tour. They keep churning them out, and he attributes it to uh, uh, no free lunches there at Georgia. Having to compete every week, every tournament, there are no exempt players. Everyone competes. Uh, made him better and made them all better. But uh, what a great treat for us to have Kevin with us, courtesy of our friends at Callaway Golf. Well, special thanks to Kevin for joining us and to Callaway Golf for providing him and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.